Welcome to the Gary New South Wales podcast show, where we explore and discuss relevant issues in the early childhood sector. For more information, visit www.garynsw.com.au. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Antonia Mayolo, Communications and Marketing Manager at Gowrie, New South Wales. And today I'm talking to Deborah Mainwaring, Director of Wellbeing Australia, about educator wellbeing. Welcome, Deborah. Oh, good morning, Antonia. I'm really thrilled to have this opportunity to talk to you. Deborah, as we know, early years settings are very busy places, and trying to get a few minutes to yourself each day can be challenging. Given this, what does the research reveal in terms of just how much we as adults are ignoring our own well-being? Well, unfortunately, particularly in the realm of early education and all education, actually, it's um, a bit of a revolving door where there are so many stresses that are placed, you know, repeated changes and things like that in the workplace that just make teachers and early educators very vulnerable, you know, because they're at the front line dealing with parent stresses, the difficulties with children. So there's lots of things happening all the time. So it's imperative really to look at the research that shows, you know, what what are the protective factors because those stresses won't go away. You know, the things just change all the time, the political climate climate changes all the time and the fast pace of life changes all the time and the demands of everyone. But what we can do is draw on our strengths and learn from what we know about resilience, what can make it, you know, protect us. So it's like putting on a protective layer every day. Really important because if we don't look after particularly our mental health and how we feel about ourselves and how we're dealing with situations, it can impact on our physical health and on our personal relationships with others and that can lead to unfortunate things like depression and anxiety. So how important is it to make time for ourselves and what are the benefits of doing that? Well it's vital and you know this is this is the difficult thing actually is that there is a lot of personal responsibility around this you know we need to make a choice for ourselves and for our lives and you know and and just trust in the fact that actually balancing our life it's not about doing more in our work life like if we take time out it actually benefits our work life if we spend more time with our family that can distract us from the distress from any distress we have about things at work indulging ourselves in the things that we love to do you know that can be a distraction as well so you know it's, it's about allowing you know giving yourself permission really to do the things that you love the hobbies that you have and the interests that you have and it might be just spending time with your family you know or yeah. going for walks do it looking after your physical health will actually help your mental health and looking after your relationships with others will also you know, protect you from the stresses as well of the workplace. So it's not more of the same. It's sort of diversifying what you do, really. So, and, and we do know some of the things that can help, you know, in terms of ourselves, which is working on building those relationships. And, of course, some of that relies on very strong leadership, you know, where they emphasise, you know, that collegiality in the workplace. And that we surround ourselves with friends who, and family who actually are there for us and support us wherever possible. And 
at times when you're really busy at work will do a little bit more you know on the domestic front for us and then you can do the same for them when that situation arises for them and a lot of it is about our belief in ourselves so some people who have hopes for the future and they have a sense of purpose so reminding yourself why you came into this want to you know you love working with children you wanted to make a difference in the world and in the future of children just it's just holding on to that sense of why you're doing what you're doing and building your own self-confidence and of course you can do that by constantly updating your professional skills by taking part in professional development so conversely what would be the consequences of actually ignoring your own well-being as I said, damage to your physical health, damage to your health, damage to your person. If you ignore personal relationships, then they fall by the wayside. You know, your friends, friends fall away, your partnerships break down, and, and it becomes more stressful. And it's not just about personal relationships either. It's about the relationships in the workplace. So going that extra yard to sort of help others in the workplace and getting to know the students and not taking not taking things that happen in the workplace personally. You know, little children do things and it's, you know, it's very easy to think that sometimes their behavior is about you or they're trying to attack you or something like that. But actually it's about reflecting, taking a step back and just trying to understand what's going on for the young person and what their needs are and what they're trying to communicate with you. And, you, you know, as I say, you can do that by learning more about children, how they develop, and, and constantly seeking support from from others in the workplace, mentors that can help you. So what practical tips do you have for busy educators in becoming more mindful? Well, I mean, I, I would just say focusing on looking after, let's say, getting that balance between looking after your physical health, building the relationships with others, balancing your professional role and your personal life, making time for the things that you enjoy, which helps you relax. Because when you're relaxed, the children will be relaxed. You know, everyone around you will be relaxed. They, they take the lead from you. Mm-hmm. And learning how to monitor and reduce your, your stress. So learning about yourself and learning what are the triggers for the stresses in you. And there are tips now online and you know going to certain websites which I can share with you there's one fantastic one called living life to the full there's mindfulness practice that you can learn that apps like smiling mind and things like that can teach you and learning meditation learning to switch off your mind at just different times giving your sense that self of relaxation just in the moment those practices only need to take a minute, you know, literally a minute out from the busyness, stepping outside the door. Of course, you've got to make sure that the children are supervised, but breathing, taking taking time to sort of learn that relaxation that you can switch on. So you've got to do it when you're not in a stressful situation so you can access it when you're feeling, you're just feeling those early signs that you're getting, getting stressed, I guess. And that when you're feeling less stressed, you're more likely to be able to problem solve in difficult situations. And if you have, if you are a spiritual person, we know again from research that taking time for your spiritual practice is really important. 
and recognizing when you need help from others and asking for their support whether it be colleagues or family friends that type of thing so it's taking early action you know like when we talk about early intervention with children it's also early intervention with ourselves so deborah where can listeners go to get more information on this topic we are actually going to be running a workshop that's coming up on the 9th of March from 9 till 3.30. It's at 51 to 53 Harrow Road in Stanmore. And we're, to, we're looking at the being in well-being, sort of trying to understand. It's not about what you do, it's how you be. It's how you are in the moment, what you choose for yourself. And we'll be, it'll be a very practical event where we'll introduce you to learning mindfulness, uh, which will help you in terms of becoming skillful in managing stress. We'll focus on your personal strengths and using those, learning about those and using those to counteract any attacks there are on your well-being. And when, when you learn mindful meditation, it can sort of manage both pain, that could be emotional pain or physical pain and stress, and encourage you to be compassionate with yourself and when you can be compassionate with yourself then you can be compassionate with others and improve your focus at work help your creativity and collaboration so in terms of that then i'll be introducing some uh, an approach called circle solutions which you can use in your teams uh, with the adults in your teams and you can use with the children so it'll be a very um, practical experiential day then in addition to that, there are certain online things like Anxiety Online, eCouch, Mood Gym, the Black Dog Institute has lots of different apps that you can put onto your phone. And Beyond Blue has developed, as I mentioned, the Smiling Mind, which I've actually used with really little children in the classroom. Um, so, you know, you learn and then you teach the children as well. And there's another website called Better Me that you can look at where you can start to sort of look at the goals for yourself and your life and there's the it's called the VIA the VIA Institute of Character which was developed by the positive psychologist Martin Seligman and Dr. Chris Peterson and that helps you link your strengths or identify your strengths and it's free and then you can use your strengths as I said as a protective factor Fantastic. Deborah, thanks so much for talking to us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I, I know I look forward, you know, hopefully, as I said, part of the, the one important thing to protect you from stress as an early educator is to feel very confident in what you're doing and develop that. Developing that confidence includes one of the standards required of you anyway is to develop your professional practice and be confident in that. So hopefully look forward to seeing people on March the 9th. Thank you for listening to the latest Gary New South Wales podcast. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Gary NSW.